Hello everyone, you are listening to Skip Intro. I'm Lee Chui Lin in the studio with me today in McNally, Bahe Yusuf and Julian Yap. And we're talking about this. Throb. At its centre. The crystal of truth. The source of all life. The Skeksis have corrupted it. And now our world is at risk from the darkening. What is the darkening? Behold. So, um, that was just a little bit of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Um, and yeah, I think I'm just going to hand it off to you guys. What is this? Why? How come? Good? Not good? <laughs> just, you know, words. I was very happy to see this pop up on uh, Netflix as one of those shows that they've just rescued from the garbage pile because The Dark Crystal was a movie that came out in 1982 and it was Jim Henson who created the Muppets just going completely off the deep end with weird, dark creepy fantasy with uh, an artist called Brian Froud who if you might know the more uh, more famous Labyrinth if you think of the goblins in that movie that's very much his art style it's that kind of very highly detailed but kind of chunky and weird looking mm. and the original Dark Crystal movie in that day too did so badly Jim Henson was able to buy the entirety of it back off the studio he made it with because just no one wanted to see this weird thing with these horrible vulture creatures and the whole thing is it is its own universe and its own world. I think that's probably why it appeals to me. It's a little bit like the Lord of the Rings where you know Gandalf's a wizard, but then there's this whole thing about him being, I think it's a Valar, right? Mm. There's that extra level of yeah. like this weird cosmology. And the new series goes all in on that right from the off. This is a world where everyone is puppets. <laughs> and it's... I think they start with like Sigourney Weaver giving an absolutely beautiful voiceover, which is all nonsense about this is the world of Thra. It has uh, it's in balance with a crystal. There are creatures who are not of Thra called the Skeksis, and they came along and said they take care of the crystal from the woman who was previously mining the crystal called Mother Ogra, and then things went badly because capitalism. Just so you all know, Ian did that without any notes. Yeah, I, my notes are garbage. <laughs> He's ready to do that any he time was, of the day. He yeah. was just waiting to do this episode. I, I will talk. I am pre, predisposed to puppets. I will talk about Jim Henson's <laughs> puppets for as, as long as anyone yeah. wants to hear me talk about it. I didn't get to watch all of this show because due to time constraints, I was rushing through it. And I stopped doing that because I got into it so much. I think at Christmas time, they would put on Dark Crystal. And every time you watch it, it's just bizarre and weird and this series took that weirdness and then married it to a story that I was really getting into and it's hard not to think about the Lord of the Rings again yeah there's a moment at the end of the first episode where you've set up a few characters you know and they're all these are the the heroes of the piece of the Gelflings who spoilers there's not an awful lot of them around in the movie to which this series is a prequel and there's a couple of them that look very like our heroes from the previous movie Mm. and you're like okay and then something happens and it's like oh I guess some of them aren't going to be around for the entire adventure. And I watched that on my phone in a coffee shop and it just got me. The way the music was going, the way the story was going, some of that is because buried deep in the center of my brain there is like a little corner of the Dark Crystal and I, it just spoke to me. And the series has continued to do that. I got to an episode where it's essentially they've had the Council of Elrond and I'm like, I wasn't expecting that to happen. 
And that story, I'm waiting for anyone to jump in here. <laughs> that story was winning me over. And then just the look of the thing. And an extra level is just the voices. Yeah. Everyone they've cast in this is amazing. You got Every time Mark Strong comes on screen, I, I love his voice. Lena Headey pops up. And you know it's Lena Headey. And she's playing a Lena Headey role. Mm. And Simon Pegg plays a character called the Chamberlain, which is one of these Skeksis, which are these vulture-like creatures in robes that kind of, they all have different accents for some reason, despite the fact that there's like only 12 or 13 of them. And Simon Pegg is doing the exact same voice from the movie from 1982, which is creepy. And if you say that voice to people of a certain age, they will recoil in horror because he's a really, it's like Gollum kind of character. Mm. And there's not a hint of Simon Pegg in there. I keep checking the credits to make sure it's him. And that depth goes through all the voice characters. What does anyone else have to say about this movie? <laughs> okay, so I guess... <laughs> Julian? We're, no, I'm... There's, there's I a wild... Of, yeah, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about this show and I'm just waiting for all the good stuff to come out first. <laughs> it's not because I didn't enjoy this show. I got as far... I, I finished episode five. So mm. I've got a whole five episodes to go. That's five whole hours. And I watched the film. And I loved the film, but I did watch it after watching these five episodes. And I can see where a kid in the 80s, a teenager in the 80s would love would love the film just as someone who enjoys high fantasy and at a time, I guess, where there wasn't anything like it, I'm assuming. Yeah, it was and, the drought. Yeah, and it's it's very beautiful. There's a softness in the film and in the way that they tell the story and all the characters. But then in this new series, there's so much to take in. There's Obviously, it's puppetry, right? And you can tell the craft and you can tell the time that it's that the creators have taken to build this world. It feels very Princess Mononoke or, um, I don't know, it feels a bit foreign gully in a lot of places. And it's it helps in building that world. It makes it very immersive in the nature of it. And it's really nice to watch. But the story... It takes so long. Oh, my God. I, I think it's super interesting that you brought up the Council of Elrond. Bahir and I were talking off mic yesterday about this, and um, he was like, oh, how far have you gotten? And I was like, dude, the Council of Elrond, which is in the first film, is in episode five. Yeah. That's halfway through of your series. Like, you can't have... That's five hours in. Yeah, that's like, essentially your first act in five hours. There's two characters, I think it's Deaton and Rayon, who you know yeah. are going to be, like, the heroes for the second act, but, mm-hmm. like, they haven't even got together by that yeah. point. And it's just, the characters individually are great, but obviously they're telling a lot of different storylines at the same time, you know, Game of thrones But every time you sort of get into... Um, a pairing that you enjoy watching and you're going through their journey, it swaps to, I don't know, the Skeksis where they make no sense. They all speak different. None of them are indistinguishable from the, uh, like... Oh, yeah, the guy with the armor and the snotty one and the chamberlain. Uh, not really, not really. <laughs> and it's just, it. it's a really weird storytelling thing where I just don't get how I can enjoy it but not enjoy it so much. It's so bottom of mind for me, this show. I'll just see it in my continue watching on my Netflix thing, like, oh, wow. Wow, I remember I was Do watching I that last to? week. Yeah. yeah, and I don't get it. There's a there's a mismatch here in the show because it's high fantasy and it's telling like this really really big story, but the dialogue of it is like after school TV writing. Mm. So that it doesn't match. And this is a ridiculous cast of voice actors, but the writing doesn't fit them. And I'm pulled out of it in the way that I'm so quickly drawn into it over and over again that I cannot get into this. I don't get it. <laughs> I cannot. I mean, look, I'm not saying it's, it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's from, you know, from minute one of episode one and I sat down and watched the film last night. It just, oh, the actual film as well? Yeah, yeah. 
because I'm, you know, I'm that kind of committed. <laughs> Just slightly, but like it just didn't work for me. I don't know why. I think I think in a lot of ways it's like 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 Julian says. I everything about this I should like. Yeah. I, I love puppetry. I love the art of it. Like Thunderbirds was amazing for me when I was growing up. But just something about this, I'm watching it going. Oh, those trees are really cool moving and stuff. I'm just like I'm I'm too drawn away from from the story. The story just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's weird because there's been a lot of stuff that should have, you know, appealed to me that ha- wouldn't. Yeah. And I was thinking that this is going to be a disappointment. So maybe I went in with my expectations lowered. But I just kind of, again, I think it's just the Henson thing. I, we talked before when we did the YouTube channels about the, the Funkland special on them. Mm. And it is something where I was have grown up with them. And there is still, despite the fact that this is serious puppets, like serious puppets, mm. okay? This is not your kids' puppets, yeah. you know? There is still a weird anarchic Jim Henson feel to it. Like the podlings are basically these little small lunatics that like part of the Gelfling. If you, if you, if you do bad as a Gelfling, you get sent to the order of lower servitude and you just wash podlings because they're basically just psychopaths. And they never let the puppetry be a limitation. Like there's a point mm-hmm. where Pod, who's a, a hop, sorry, who's a podling who wants to be a knight. He basically parkours over a bar to attack some Gelflings who are giving his friend Deet some hassle. Yeah. And it's like, it's very easy to say, like, a puppet, you write that in a script, it's, it's simple. But you think of it as, like, we have to build the feet. Mm. And then we have to build, like, a shot where we can show him jumping. And then we have to show another shot of this. And they, there's a car chase in this movie, yeah. in a high fantasy world where the wheels are bugs. And I'm just hearing the words coming out of my mouth. It's <laughs> just, like, it is like, this, I, I feel like... I feel like I'm dreaming. Yes. Like, is yeah, this? Are we actually on air right now? Because <laughs> I, I'm hearing a lot of words. I understand most of them, and yet put together, it's not gonna. I don't know. I don't know. And and, and in some ways, all those words should work. They just don't. Left you cold. They just. They, 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 yeah, yeah. When I first saw the bugs turn into wheels, I'm like, oh, that's. That's kind of clever. And they're kind of grumpy about it. Yeah, but, but they're that, doing it anyway. Like, they're kind of like, hey, Mondays. Know, because just like, there's a great story there in the series where they look at, you know, racism, colonialism, stuff like that. But it, it touches on this in a fantasy world. And it's very interesting to see because you have different um, groups of... Class-based systems yeah, and all creatures that, yeah. It's the Game of stuff. Thrones comparison again. There's like five clans of Gelflings who all don't get along, but they're going to have to unite against what they believe is their god. So it's got the Stargate thing going on as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, I'm just going to have to come in here because... <laughs> Just, it's, yeah, it's, come you know on what? Save us. Ad break. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm weirdly relieved to have hit that point. Um, are you currently watching the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance? Uh, would you like to join in and talk about what I'm missing out on? Do you love it? Are you not enjoying it? Where do you land on this? Um, let us know. You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899, tweet us at SkipIntroMY, and write us at movies at bfm.my. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Hello, you are listening to Skip Intro with Lynn, Ian, Julian and Bahe. Um, I should perhaps clarify um, a very confused Lynn because we're talking today about the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Um, I've heard just a lot of words, Words, uh, a lot of names, a lot of clans, a lot of creatures. um, Just, I mean, yeah. So I'm going to, I should... 
probably have said this sooner. Um, I really don't like puppets. Oh, really? Oh, um, I don't like the Muppets. I don't like Sesame Street. As a oh. child, I was way too impatient for them. I thought that they were wasting my time. I'd rather be with a book because I was like, I get it. I know how to count. I don't need this. Mm. So for that reason, um, every subsequent Muppets film, I'm like, I watch it because people say it's great. I watch it because Brett McKenzie's there. Like, okay, fine. Mm. Um, and then at the end of it, I'm like, what was so... I think I feel about... I feel about puppets the way people feel about musicals. Mm. Why do you have to sing? So um, I right. love musicals. Why do you have to be made out of felt? Why do you have to be made out of felt and move weird and your mouth is strange and it's just... Cha, 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 cha. Like, okay, I just... so For me, it works in Sesame Street. I, it, I, I grew up watching it. I, I accepted that that's who they are, right? You don't overthink the fact that Bert and Ernie are roommates and none of that stuff. But, I, but moving past that, it just didn't work for me. Right, so yeah. at an age point, it worked for you. At an age point for me, it works. That's yeah. super like, interesting. Yeah. I love Sesame Street to today. Yeah. I love when, um, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda was on it. I love mm, when yeah. celebrities come on it and those videos go viral for a little bit. I'll just watch so those fun. videos. Me too. But I'll I, watch those videos. Yeah, uh, but the, I'm not going to sit down with a bowl of Cocoa Crunch and, <laughs> and, and watch Sesame Street at 36 now. So, so yeah. three minutes of Lin-Manuel Miranda going, ah, ha, ha, and oh, Big Bird, and everyone going, ah, ha, that's enough for me. Like, I am done. Yeah. So, um, I'm really happy that this makes you happy, Ian. I'm yeah. genuinely happy. But um, I'm, I'm but, wondering, ooh. though, did you guys, what did you guys think of the James Bob and Muppets movie, right? That was the one with Jason Segel? Yeah. Like, I, up until that point, it was like Muppet Treasure Island, Muppet Car- Christmas Carol, and I could take or leave the rest of the movies. I think the Christmas Carol is just, like, fantastic because it's a Christmas Carol. And then second, it's Michael Caine. And then third, it's the Muppets. But they add that extra bit of frosting that I really like. But as a Muppet fan, that Muppet movie, the Muppet movie, was everything that was great about it from someone who was a fan who made it. And then the one after that showed Muppets Most Wanted showed everything that you could do that was wrong, utterly charmless. I don't remember a single gag from that movie where I, or song, whereas I think, I mean, having, having, having Amy Adams singing about a, a, a song where she's having lunch by herself that's going to win you over. But like that movie didn't do nothing for you guys either or did you even see it? I, I watched it. I didn't yeah. see it. No. Nope. Um, I yeah. watched it because of uh, Brett McKenzie. Yeah. So um, I'm like, okay, fine, I'm invested in this. Um, and I enjoyed the musical bits, mm. which again, I think is about the fact that I like musicals yeah. more so than I like puppets. But yeah. I, I just can't see... I think it, it just never triggered anything in my brain yeah. from when I was a kid. Mm. So because I don't associate it with any joy or pleasure, now as an adult, I'm like, oh, move faster. Yeah. So, no, so I, I think, have issues. I think also the Muppet thing. You you watch the Muppet movie because you know the Muppet. And I, think I, I don't got, know the Muppet. I think we might have gotten the Muppet show probably before I watched Sesame Street. So I do with you mm. on like Sesame Street starting down to me. Whereas the Muppet show, the original one's intended as like... a prime time yeah. show with like proper guests yeah, on yeah, and yeah. like there's an there's an element of like adult edgy-ish humor for the 1970s mm. 1980s on that and when you see that at six o'clock on a Saturday afternoon when you're eight you know it's like oh this is you know when you're yeah. you know you're sipping on your brandy going like ah oh, this is edgy humor we, we never got it I yeah. don't think we ever got it mm. like I only I don't even know why I know Kermit and Miss Piggy and Monster. I it wasn't think that's just babies, American was it? pop culture. Like, I just like, know it's them just, as yeah. American pop culture thing. Yeah, because 
because if you ask, like I was, I think I've seen scenes. I think they re- tried to redo the Muppet at some point recently. They did the Muppet tonight, which is a while ago, and yeah. then they did one on ABC. I think it was, which I was based so, upon like The Office. So yeah. it was like them, or not uh, The Office. Sorry, Thirty Rock. It was 30 that Rock style. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't watch it because like the first trailer was like them sitting at the writing room table and breaking the fourth wall, and then it kept cutting away, mm. like reality TV style, to like Gonzo talking about like this. I hate these meetings or something, and it was just. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you need any sort of affinity for the Muppets. I don't think you need to have grown up with them. I think my parents did try. They did put on a few of them, but I just never latched onto them, and I think that's fine. But I think it's not a puppet thing. I think it's more the style of mm. how they approach certain topics or how they interact with each other. It felt a bit, ah, you know, mm. like I didn't enjoy how Miss Piggy and Kermit interacted, even though I know they're supposed to be lovers in some mm. way. Mm. And I. I didn't like it, and mm. but technically, with Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance, you're supposed to go in blind. Like for new audiences, you're supposed to go in blind. Mm. But it did have that disconnectedness that the Muppets have for me, mm. where I cannot empathize with them. I cannot. I see that their mouths are moving, but I don't know what they're saying. Like I mm. don't know why the Muppets do that. And we're a room full of people who like fantasy. I mean, mm. broadly yeah. speaking, I yeah. think everybody yeah. here likes yeah. fantasy and high fantasy. So, mm. I yeah, for me, the block is very clear. Mm. Um, I It's nothing to do with Gelflings mm. and, and Podlings and the other lings. And you're just like... <laughs> other stuff. Yeah, yeah. All, all the rest of it. It's, it's really not got much to do with that. If, yeah. if you presented that to me in the form of, say, a book... A book, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm there. You know, a BB... BBC miniseries maybe I'd be there <laughs> you know there's just lots of ways in which I could yeah. enter that story but I think uh, the puppet block the puppet, for me yeah. is very great mm. um, do you think that this is a nostalgia driven love you think without it it's not as there's an element of that for me I've got people mentioning other podcasts like some people like it some people hate it It's. I think it is uh, what do you call it Vegemite for Netflix for puppets I think the puppet thing is something there is something I am slightly concerned about though which is the end of the first episode like something horrible happens to a character and the first one's dark, I guess. There's bad things happening. But this feels a little darker. I don't know if kids should watch this so yeah. they can become ready for the third reboot in 20 years' time. I don't think. I think there's a softness and a delicateness in the way that they approach the story. You know, it's still... I, I don't know if it's, you know, more work has been put into it or more technology, but they're, the way that they've mixed CG with puppetry, it's it's done really well, but it's also, yeah, it's a little bit darker and I don't think it's for kids at all. Mm. Even That's my problem with it. It's written for kids. The writing is for kids, but it's not for kids to watch. The events are for adults. Yeah, like I don't see how a kid could go into this blind. Yeah. So guys, are you planning to watch The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Um, is Are you a big fan of The Muppets? Are you a big fan of Jim Henson? Um, are we missing out? Um, and by we, I mean all the people who are not Ian who are in this room. Um, you can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899, tweet us at SkipIntroMY, and write us at movies at bfm.my. It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational...